This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. For the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hey everyone, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly podcast. If you don't like the term podcast, and who does? Call it a talk show, it doesn't matter. Follow us on Twitter at Valley Indie. Visit us online at valleyindie.org. My name is Eugene Driscoll. Today you're going to hear an interview I conducted about last week or so with Patricia Tarasovic of the Valley United Way and David Morgan of Team Inc. They're going to talk to us about the Food Security Task Force, a group within the Valley Council for Health and Human Services. Basically, the Food Security Task Force brings together area food pantries, shelters, soup kitchens to identify the need in the Valley, the capacity of those agencies working to fight hunger, problems with accessing food, and ultimately the goal is to create a sustainable Valley Food Bank network. That information comes from the website of the Community Foundation for Greater New Haven. That organization has played a key role in combating hunger in the region. We should also mention the Valley Community Foundation and the United Way in this effort. And you, because donations and funds set up within those foundations and organizations come from the public and allow nonprofits and organizations like food banks to do their thing. On a personal slash programming note, I'm recording this introduction to the interview on Monday, February 12th. And like I said, I did the interview about a week ago. There's a press conference scheduled today as I record this in a few hours, actually. And I'm not going to be able to go there because the flu is run amok in my home. My wife has the flu. My uh, little daughter, Emma, five, has the flu. My son, Jack, has the flu, and he's had it since last Wednesday. And as of uh, last night, he was in the emergency room at uh, Yale, New Haven. So I'm trying to get Ethan Fry to cover this thing. Ideally, you're listening to this podcast within a story about the uh, effort to combat hunger in the Valley. But I just say all that because... It's going to be a little hairy this week, getting things covered. You might notice uh, a downturn in the amount of stories Ethan and I are producing at valleyindie.org. But anyway, this episode is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. And without further ado, here are Patricia Tarasovic and David Morgan talking about the Food Security Task Force. 
Joining me on the line this afternoon is Patricia Tarasovic of the Valley United Way and David Morgan of Team Inc. Thank you both for taking the time to appear on Naval Gaze. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So I'm in the dark here about what we're going to be talking about. I got an email from uh, Patricia talking about uh, a new initiative, a grant-funded initiative that's happening in the Naugatuck Valley. I know both organizations uh, that you're involved with do a ton of good things in the Valley. Would uh, Patricia, would you like to explain to me uh, what we're talking about this afternoon? The Valley Council for Health and Human Services um, sought to for, like, formally establish a sustainable Valley food bank network. Um, it's going to be governed by the Food Security Task Force, which David and I are co-chairs of. Um, and it's a task force of the Valley Council for Health and Human Services, um, which is, as I said, co-chaired by us. And um, members of the Valley Food Bank uh, are food pantries. We have five food pantries that are committed to implementing, implementing and strengthening best practices in food pantry operations, including but not limited to service delivery practices. The project is going to raise awareness and understanding of food insecurity in the Valley. Um, and it's also going to be resulting in new levels of community support and engagement, including but not limited to volunteerism, resource development for all member food pantries of the Valley Food Bank Network. And then last, we want to strive to establish a point of convergence for all future giving, support, and efforts towards addressing food insecurity in the Valley. Can you describe the nature of the problem or, or the issue? No, Jane, that's a great question, and we're not able to entirely answer it. Um, when you look at the Valley, we have a lot to be proud of, uh, but the reality is there are people who are struggling to get by when you think about basic needs and, and this, uh, who, who are experiencing economic hardship. And, and in this particular focus, we're talking about food insecurity. Uh, which we define as a lack of assured access to foods and, more importantly, healthy foods. Uh, we still, you, you know, the, the report you're referencing, the, there's a couple of them. There's the Valley Community Foundation's Community uh, Wellbeing uh, Index, and there's also um, what the Valley Council did with uh, TEAM and with the Valley United Way. Um, in the support of Prudential, we were able to produce the Valley Hunger Study. The reality is, is there's still one in five residents who are low income in the valley. And that number shoots even higher when you look at um, young children uh, in the valley. It actually goes up, shoots up to one in three. Um, and so we don't exactly know what the full scope of food need is in the valley. And that's part of the purpose of one of the uh, charges for this group is we really wanted to answer two questions. Number one, what is the level of need uh, in accessing food in the valley? And then our second question was, what is our capacity to address that need? And we have five champion food pantries, you know, Spooner House, Christ Episcopal Church, Salvation Army, Seymour Oxford Food uh, Bank, and St. Vincent de Paul. These are five food pantries um, that do so much with so little. Um, folks are coming in and out their doors um, every week at various times. They each have different operating hours. And we're not able to really define the scope of that need. And so, and part of that challenge is, uh, is how, how we're able to report the need. So, you know, some food pantries will say, you know, we distributed, you know, X number of meals. Another food pantry will say we distributed X number of bags. You know, another one will say we distributed X number of pounds of food. And so it's, it becomes very challenging 
to tell a leader, a, a corporation, a donor, a legislator, um, or you, what is the need? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually one of our um, charges as a group um, is to come down, come come away with a standard unit you know, measure on, on what the need is. This is being funded, uh, grant funded from the Valley Community Foundation. Is that right, Patricia? Yes, yes. We received a three-year multi-grant, um, uh, three-year multi-grant, yeah, multi-year, forty-three thousand dollars. Uh, that's forty three thousand per year, or three years no. total in it. Yeah, it was a three year, three year total. forty two thousand total. Oh wow! So, that's... Um, yeah, so the first year is eighteen thousand, and then our second year is thirteen, and then the third year is eleven thousand. Um, and the three primary areas um, of that grant, and the grant awardee is the Valley Council for Health and Human Services, which has tasked um, Pat and I to co-chair its food security task force. Just to give you a little background on on the inner workings of the council. Um, yeah, that council does. Areas. I'm sorry. Go ahead, David. No, go ahead, Gene. That's okay. I was just going to ask you. I know that council does uh, so much. It's just it's incredible. Can you talk to me a little bit about? From listeners might not have any idea what uh, the Valley Council on Health and Human Services does. Can you explain it in general? It's a partnership network of nonprofit agencies that serve residents of the Valley, and um, it it works to strengthen the capacity of member agencies and community partners to provide high-quality health and human services in the Valley region. It was founded in 1993, so we're going into the 25th year anniversary celebration. It's amazing. And then, David, in your role at TEAM, I know you don't have any uh, hard and fast data at this point as to how many people are going hungry uh, in the Valley, and that's one of the pieces of information you hope to determine by using this grant and setting up this uh, task force of sorts. But just anecdotally, is, is the problem getting worse or better, uh, just judging from what comes through the door at team? Uh, that's, a, that's a very good question that uh, I think is not an easy one to answer because um, I often struggle with, you know, if I were to answer that through the lens of team, uh, I believe team has increased its ability and capacity to make the public at large aware of the services of team. And so it's hard for me to to correlate that to, does that mean people are hurting more and more um, versus is team just doing a better job reaching the hard to reach households that are struggling with any of the essential needs, whether it's you know transportation, housing, food, uh, access to healthcare and so forth. So I struggle with that one. I think the the best way to try to answer that question is when you look at the Valley Community Index and you look at some of the hard data in there around economic well-being, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that stick out for me and that keeps me up at night is child poverty has nearly doubled in the Valley region since the year 2000. So that that would be one I would, I would offer as to cause us to um, scream from the rooftops um, and come together and trying to turn the corner to uh, get better outcomes. And I thought one of the sobering things that came out of uh, the Alice report that the uh, United Way, I guess, all over Connecticut did a few yeah. years back. I mean, we always hear low income, and sometimes I fear that people's eyes glaze over because we've heard that term so much. Where, where the Alice report uh, or poverty index, that Alice report pointed out that I mean, basically, uh, I mean, Valley Indy reporters are a paycheck away. Uh, uh, how much? How how large the working poor essentially is in the Naugatuck yeah. Valley. Uh, and I guess that would play into uh, this hunger uh, study as well.
Hi, this is Eugene Driscoll, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes mattered to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right, Gene. It gets what quote-unquote low-income means. As far as the for the purpose of the community index for which the Food Security Task Force really looks at, when we look at low income, we define that as, um, and the Valley Community Foundation's community index does the same, um, we look at 200% of the federal poverty level. Um, so if you envision um, a single mother of one, that household income would be at or below about 32000 a year. Uh, if you want to look at a household of four, the example of mom and dad with two kids, they're household income would be at or below 48000 a year, just to give you some context of what we mean by low income. Okay. And then moving forward, perhaps you can explain, uh, so obviously the, the task force has been formed. You now have uh, grant money to get started and to at least study the issue. Uh, what are some of the uh, some of the goals? What will we see and, and how long will it take? I, I would think you have to uh, I know the one of the, the the report that came out a year or two ago had said that basically the food pantries were all acting uh, independently and that there's a, a a need to sort of have them work together and to better coordinate anything from hours of operation to supplies. So what are some uh, uh, goals of this task force going forward? There's three components to it. Number one is um, the identity bringing in a consultant, an expert in the art and science of bringing people together to work collaboratively toward a shared outcome um, where the benefit is the individuals and families and households who are accessing these food pantries. Um, and so that consultant is going to be focused on ensuring and supporting Pat and I to bring these five food pantries, to continue to bring them together, to talk about best practice, talk about shared data collection, um, so how can we move from um, different uh, ways of collecting data to a universal standardized measure so then we can begin to aggregate that all together. Um, so the vast majority of the grant award is for an external uh, consultant um, to help us in this work. And so he or she would not only be facilitating the entire group of the pantries together with Pat and I and, and others in the human services field, but he or she will also be doing one-on-one -on -one at the local food pantries um, to help support them on best practices, including data collection, but also service delivery option. You know, we have some long-term visions around, you know, people come into a food pantry in stress or crisis um, needing food. It, it is our belief that that is, is the tip of the iceberg, that there may indeed be other complexities and challenges within that household. So how do we provide other linkages and referrals for those households who come into the food pantry. And so that consultant's going to help us dive into those, those strategies as well. Um, and then briefly, the other two areas of the grant um, is to acquire food, actually um, uh, partnering with the Connecticut Food Bank, where we can buy um, 
the do- we can stretch the dollar further than any other place as far as acquiring healthy, nutritious foods that can help, um, and it's very small amount, but to help stock some of these food pantries with healthy food options. Um, so a, a very small portion of the grant is used to acquire food, healthy foods to put on these shelves. And then third, um, which is the smallest amount, is to do a community symposium and some other public presentations, um, including this one, which kind of uh, surprised us. So this is our first test into these waters of trying to increase um, public awareness around the issues of hunger and equally, if not more importantly, how, how people can address it and how people can become part of the solution. But even like from United Way, I think that we, we tend to just be encircled by working with the food pantries and we think that everyone knows that where they are and um, you know, how to become connected. Um, we, it's not on a daily basis, but we continuously receive calls from people in the community um, that where would they get food. And it, I must say that it does surprise me that um, that's just not common knowledge. So I think having these community symposiums are going to be so important. And, um, you know, just in terms of outreach and uh and also, too, I think, the, as David said earlier, the food banks that are working now, they, I mean, they're a lean staff, and they do so much. I mean, they are the champions here because they do so much. And the opportunity to be able to provide the technical assistance to be able to show them how they could operate um, in a manner in, in which they'd be able to do, I don't want to say twice as much work, but something that would be able to build some skills for them and there'd be a lot of learning too and even the data processing. I think it's, it's going to be so much bigger than, I mean, we, we had it in print and we're planning to move forward, but I, I just think it's going to be just so huge in a sense of what we're going to learn, what they're going to learn, and the community will learn. Were there, are there any existing models or communities or, or regions that you you're sort of borrowing the, the, this uh, methodology from, like when you were filling out the grant application, were you, is there any community that, that that is doing this already? That has sort of gone through this process to make uh, uh, you know to to tackle this issue? Uh, great question. There is no model in Connecticut where pantries are deliberately and intentionally coming together to work collectively. It's actually much easier to bunker down and work in isolation. The, the harder part is actually coming together with different operations and different ways of doing business. Um, but we all have our common denominator are people in great need. Um, so we are definitely po- paving a new frontier here as far as a regional collaborative network and addressing food insecurity. I was just going to ask really quickly about the, uh, the consultant. Where do you find a consultant who uh, has expertise in something like this? That's an excellent question. And so since we received the grant award from the Valley Community Foundation towards the end of October, we have been aggressively searching and vetting, and we are down to a final candidate that we believe we'll be able to announce as soon uh, within the next week or two, ideally at the press conference. Okay, and for our listeners, we're actually recording this in advance of a press conference that has been scheduled or tentatively scheduled for February uh, 12th. And Patricia, I again, rudely interrupted you. What were you going to add? No, I mean, as, as David and I were, you know, um, in step with, with looking at um, uh, building this task force, we visited the Connecticut Food Bank 
um, I don't know, David, it was like a year ago, August, I think it was. Was it? Yeah, and and we made the connection with the Connecticut Food Bank. We toured it, and uh, but and then they came to one of our meetings, and one of the things that they had said was at that time that they were in the process of going around the state and um, doing an outreach to other food banks, and they were just so impressed with what just what the ambition and the um, the what we were setting our sights on doing. And they, I think, were just moved by the idea that we would be their model program, you know, in a sense of being a pilot, but we would be the model program because it just has not been done there out in the state. And then, and I may be asking the same question again. I apologize, but it's a, it's a lot for me to absorb, and I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But it, it's fascinating to me that there, there, an existing model isn't out there. So mm-hmm. when you were putting together this grant application, I mean, you you had to know there was a was a problem or, or ways that you could uh, get this grant money and, and help uh, you know deal with that problem. Like, what specifically was sort of happening in the community that made you realize uh, or that put you on this path? Well, um, I can speak to that. Uh, our United Way has our corporate volunteer council and. Um, Back in 2005, we built Harvest House, and that simply was a 400-square-foot structure that um, it was asking the community and corporate community and and community at large to come out and do food drives and the simple task of putting the food on the house. And then we collected thousands and thousands of boxes and cans, close to 100,000 boxes and cans. And then the food banks came on the last day of the build and took the food away. Well, we've done that every other year, and the food banks monitored the length of time that it it stayed on the shelves, and it would stay several months in the beginning. And then around 2011, um, they were saying that it didn't last as long. By 2013, I clearly saw that it was lasting um, a lot uh, shorter amount of time and brought that situation to the Health and Human Services Council Executive Board and said, I I really think we have a food insecurity problem here in the Valley based on that data alone. Because it was really the first time that collecting the food pantries together, they were giving us the messages that that was happening. So I, I think that that, right, David, I mean, that was kind of the data that we used, and that was the executive board from the council that said we, we'll form a task force and um, we'll address this issue. But if I'm someone listening, I live in the Valley or I work in the Valley, is there anything I can do as average Joe citizen to get involved in this process or program or to help? Uh, well, that's a great question <laughs> because at our last Harvest House, we created a website on the Valley United Way's um, website page. And it's through the efforts of um, the Corporate Volunteer Council, but Prudential Corporation um, really uh, had a stronghold in this that allows people to do a virtual um, donation or a build of the Harvest House that they can at any time donate to um, to the uh, food pantries by donating cans of food. They can actually um, get a basket and, and select the food that they want to put in that basket. So there is a website at Valley United Way that you're able to do that. And, and the, other, the other thoughts are that um, getting involved in doing food drives, uh, we will have 
postings of all of the uh, the food pantries and uh, and where they are located. And I mean, people. I mean, I think there the community has just excelled, especially recently at doing food drives. I would I would contact the Valley United Way. They're they're a great arbiter as far as volunteer placement, um, linking um, prospective volunteers to any one of these five uh, Valley Food Pantries, uh, which again would would welcome anyone in their doors to help with quality volunteerism. I mean, the fact that in 2005 you, you do Harvest House and uh, the fact that the, the the demand has grown so much to the point where you noticed and now it's resulted in this task force being formed and a, and a grant being sought and accepted. What's going on in our community uh, what are the challenges people are facing that they weren't facing in 2005? I mean, of course, the economy collapsed in 2008, the housing bubble and all that good stuff, but we sort of keep hearing that, well, things are turning around. Is, is that not the case? Are we still... How many people are struggling in the Valley? Uh, do you have any idea? And maybe I had asked that previously, but, but, but what's going on? Because unemployment, everything seems to sort of be... The numbers seem to stay the same, but this need is growing and growing and growing. Uh, again, I think the, the largest pieces, if you look at the, the community index, the biggest pieces that stick out is um, housing. Uh, households are extremely cost bur- burdened. Uh, when you look at how much of their household income is simply going towards housing, some of those numbers in there are um, eye-opening. Um, the other one would be the cost of uh, child care, um, which uh, the Alice study uh, speaks to um, very well as far as, you know, households that should be spending no more than 7% of their household income towards child care in many cases are spending 15 to 21% and in some cases 40% if they have mm-hmm. two children when you look at the cost of child care. So when you look at housing and child care um, and, and the cost of living in Connecticut, it, you know, it... it the dollar doesn't go very far. And so, uh, and then of course the complexity of being in a limited income household, uh, like we talked about earlier around low income, it just makes it very difficult. And it starts with food. I mean, food on the table mm-hmm. is, you know, the most critical basic need uh, for a quality of life is, is healthy food. Okay. I want to thank you both so much for taking the time uh, to do this. I, I really do appreciate it. And is there anything else you want to add before we end the program. I, I do want to say that United Way, um, more than ever, has taken on the issue of tackling hunger. And I think that you'll hear more about that as well. But um, I, uh, I do want to thank you for this opportunity, Eugene. I really do. Oh, no, that's my pleasure. It's, it's absolutely uh, my pleasure. All right, well, thank you both, uh, David Morgan and Patricia Tarasovic, for coming on the program. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Gene.